Hey, I'm Janita and I use the handle The Jewelry Maven on Instagram. I'm your host today of the Polished Carrot Podcast, a show about jewelry because all great stories start with a piece of jewelry. Thank you for tuning in to have a little listen. I do hope you enjoy and have fun with it. Please stay safe and well. Today's show I'll be talking about gemstone carving because I am not a diamonds girl, I'm a gemstone girl through and through. Absolutely love any gemstones, all gemstones, any color. And um, this ancient technique of gem carving is alive and well today, creating valuable jewels that stand out. Like all rare art forms, gemstone carving has a rich history, beginning in ancient China. It came into its own during the Mughal rule in South Asia and its appeal continues today. Every season, the stories of carved gems are chronicled by auction houses, museums, high jewelry brands and designers. Common practice among modern lapidary artists is to utilize the lowest quality gem material for carvings and beads. Top grade materials for faceting and medium grade is converted to cabochons. However, auctions of vintage jewelry from the Mughal and Art Deco periods, when Cartier, Van Cleef and Artbos and Mabusan used excellent material for carvings, have revealed a growing demand for high quality specimens. This rising interest in carvings, whether in gemstones or cameo art, stems from a desire from a distinctive piece that is to a certain extent irre- irreplaceable. And uh, that is basically the theme of of my podcast today is irreplaceable artworks carved from gemstones. So in a world where everything is so digitized, modern, tech-driven, the only thing that can engage a consumer's interest is something that's handcrafted. And I think uh, clients love being part of the artisanal jewelry journey to create something personal and one of a kind. So... Um, this brings me to my next question is do carved gemstones hold value over time you bet your ass they do Um, people have this misconception that carved gems are not valuable they don't realize that while it's fairly easy to find carvings in commercial grade material finding an exceptionally carved emerald sapphire or ruby that is untreated and of a top grade quality is quite rare so um while the market for carved gems is, is comparatively niche, these stones tend to attract a discerning clientele with a refined taste and a willingness to invest. Today's guest, Louis Alberto, is a wonderful gemstone carver who follows a second-generation family tradition. Since 1968, in the creation of object art and gemstone carving, also known as glyptography, an ancient art with roots from pre-Babylonian times. An engineer by profession, 
he grew up surrounded by art, sculpture, minerals and gemstones. Artists, master carvers and jewelers were ingrained in his everyday life at his family studio in Lima, Peru, where he spent most of his formative years. His knowledge on precious stones was organically acquired during constant visits to mines around the world where he hunted for exceptional gemstones, making the quest for rarity and quality an exquisite lifetime pursuit. His art is characterized by the fusion of sculpting techniques and those of jewelry fabrication, the use of exceptional gemstones, the daring design and the flawless execution carried out by hand which is vital in order to give a soul to each creation. Examples of this can be seen in his collection, The Beast Within, which is inspired by the resounding influence nature has on man after his numerous, numerous travels to Africa. Today he travels the world in search of the rarest gemstones to incorporate into his work. His studio specializes in carving ruby, the second hardest gemstone found on earth after the diamond. Few artists have managed to successfully work with ruby as it requires advanced technique in vision, carving and polishing. After mastering his craft, he moved to Paris in search of a new vision to broaden the scope through the specialization of luxury goods. Soon after 2013, he founded Lacroix, a brand that specializes in the creation of ultra-luxury utilitarian art objects, mainly composed in precious and semi-precious stones. From fashion accessories for men and women, writing instruments, table games, silverware, to architectural decor, Lacroix will take you into a journey into the infinite world of gemstone carving. Hello, Janita. How are you? I'm good and you, Louis. Thank you for joining the show today. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> so, guys, today I'm talking to a wonderful gemstone carver all the way from Peru. And he's very kindly um, put some time aside to chat about his work today. And um, so welcome to the show. And um, hi to everybody in Peru. Well, we're just, uh, we're doing quite well. Unfortunately, we're just living summer. Unfortunately, still the COVID um, things, it's here. We're, we're struggling a little bit, but I think we're just going, getting through that. So everything is okay. Mm, that's good to hear, darling. Well, darling, let me jump right in and tell you what, um, well, let me ask you some questions. <laughs> um, when I first discovered your feed on Instagram in 2015, I was immediately drawn to your range of queen bee clutches in, in pink opal, jade, lapis, lazuli and ruby. And um, I've also seen you use the honeycomb effect in pens and your hungry bear meets the queen bee jewelry set. Can you tell me about the, the creative process behind the inspiration of using a honeycomb? Yes, absolutely. Well. I can tell you about actually the story, the story of how this came into into reality. So um, 
a little bit of the story. You know, I follow a second generation uh, family tradition in the art of gemstone carving. And uh, since I was a child, I, I, I really it was very natural for me to, I grew up, you know, in the, in the studio, in my family studio with uh, jewelers, with artists, uh, traveling around the world, going to different mines. And uh, so for me, it was very natural to, to follow this. I, it's really what I love to do. It's not only my work, but my passion. So mm -hmm. um, at the beginning, we uh, we normally, well, what we, we did was we express ourselves, but mainly in more um, decorative um, sculptures. It's more, more called a, a traditional carving. And um, I knew how to follow um, this tradition, but uh, there were a series of challenges. And uh, one of the biggest ones is that there were not that many people that really knew about gemstone carving art. So mm -hmm. this is something that I had to tackle in the, on the way. And in 2011, I moved to Paris to, I did some studies in, um, in um, luxury brand management. And um, of course it was just an excuse to, to be there for a couple of years. Paris was my favorite city in the world. And this is where I actually got the idea of how I wanted to um, um, see La Quart in the future, you know? La Quart being the, being the brand that um, we, we have. And it was to make a link between gemstone carving art and actually things that people already relate to or have um, some kind of passion with. And of course, it was um, fashion was one of them. Okay, so it was a link with fashion, how, how to mix the art of Jensen carving with fashion. And at that point, um, I did took a long time. It was a, probably like a couple of years before uh, launching um, the Queen Bee Clutch, Cleodora. Um, I just started to look in different stories, um, something that would relate to that was interesting. And uh, I really found that this was a mix of everything, the story behind it, mm. the story of Leodora, and this is a, a goddess, a Greek goddess, which is half um, the half um, human. And um, it relates very much into, uh, of course, it has a lot of, um, you can say, uh, woman empowerment. And um, I mean, you can, this is why also I chose different stones and different colors, have different meanings. And, uh, but, at the same time, I wanted to have something that is present in almost of the of the work that we do in our studio, which is a big, big challenge in the sense of um, technicality. To to create each um, clutch, it uh, it requires around three months, and uh, mm -hmm. everything is 100% handmade, old school. So if I don't know if you had the chance to check on the videos or um, of how we yes do I have things. darling that's stunning <laughs> I've seen you hand carve every segment exactly and the perfect placement it's beautiful yes so we really want to take care in that sense we don't we don't use any mold in the sense of the shape of the of the metal and the honeycomb they are all hand hammered like old old school um, jewelry or metalsmith. And all the mm -hmm. stones, of course, they are also uh, hand uh, hand carved. And the special thing about this is that the honeycomb comes in hexagonal shapes. But the challenge is to carve the stone because if you see the um, the clutch is uh, sort of um, oval, 
yes uh like a belly so yeah you it's not like a flat surface that you can um just carve around and then set in the metal it it is a three dimensional um and so when you when you when you when the when the carvers are um shaping the stone they need to make a curve plus the hexagon mm-hmm. shape so it's really quite a quite a mm-hmm. challenge i mean it's more um i think it's more because i'm such a you know the gemstone carving uh, crazy uh, guy <laughs> it's a labor of love <laughs> 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 and a, and a little bit of madness and OCDness to match all those those pieces together. I mean, it looks incredible, really. Um, so, w- when did you actually fall under the spell of gemstone carving? Because it's actually very unusual to speak to someone nowadays that that is still practicing, you know, the old art of of intaglio, and and um, you know, it's like really ancient techniques. And you probably still use the same tools they used thousands of years ago absolutely absolutely it i mean the idea of a stone carving remember it comes from the principle that one material or one stone is harder than the other since ancient times mm-hmm. if when people discover that one was harder than the other then they started you know stone carving in different ways we do have um the principle is exactly the same now now we use before they use a ruby powder now we use diamonds which course allow us to make things that probably took years uh, for ancient civilizations we do it in months but still yeah. same principle and uh, as i said i guess um my passion for stones and, and the art of gemstone carving i just grew up with that um the um i actually wanted to to be um to study art but uh, my family would know it was funny because they would not allow it at that time and I ended up studying uh, industrial engineering which wow. I, I i still love i mean it was very very useful for me in the in the sense of um, technicality and uh, it really helped mm. me to um to understand a lot of um, the know-how that i um required in order to 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 take it to the next level in different ways in jewelry in a stone carving and all this so um i grew up with this janita i grew up with this i i, I don't think there was a a moment because i i lived it all my life and i just continued yeah. so, <laughs> it's in your bones darling it's in your blood and your bones and your soul i guess so yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't choose your path eh it chose the the stones chose you Yes, absolutely. And then uh you know in when you you begin, I mean it's 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 still mineral collecting, stone collecting, crystal collecting, gemstone carving, collecting yeah. everything. Yeah. Once you enter the this world, it's um I think you cannot stop because uh, I call it if you've seen the Instagram, I call it um it's a journey into the infinite world of uh, gemstone carving art. And it's the same because nature provides you with an infinite amount of natural art created in hundreds or thousands of years. And every single material that we get is unique. So um, you get fascinated all the time. I think this is one of the most appealing things from 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 being a, a gemstone artist is that none 
no no stone is the same you can grab something and and the quartz would be just unique to carve and to build something yeah. <laughs> and also um i guess a, a very very appealing thing is uh getting to know different cultures you know because um you get to travel a lot and um and see not only okay yes of course there, there is a like a really nice uh fancy exhibitions and uh, art and, and jewelry it's a mix of everything but i think the thing i, I enjoy the most is uh, mostly visiting the mines seeing where all these gems and minerals were uh, extracted and created and how how they were born I mean, it's that is one of the most amazing experiences you can have i was very, very lucky Oh, absolutely. The treasure hunt, the, the hunt and yes. seeing it come out of the ground raw like that, it's, it's amazing. I love that as well, of the, the, the gem, you know, the, I think half the excitement is sourcing the stone and then, you, then you're creative, you know, you get creative. And, um, I know a lot of jewelers, they carry a stone in their pockets for like a week and then they decide how they're going to set it. But I was actually going to ask you, how do you choose your gemstone because you you work with huge pieces and you can't put a piece of that in your pocket or rip your pencil <laughs> so how do you actually choose your what do you choose the stone or does it choose you darling? both both ways um you know, <laughs> both ways from <laughs> years and years of experience you i guess you just get the sense of what you will yeah. need so um normally i would go to trade shows i will go to mines to see what's available, or I have the contacts also, there are miners that are very kind and send me information on, on what's available. And then you need to take just a decision based on, I guess, experience, on feel, um, and just get it. Because this is not something that you go to the to the grocery store and order, you know, you can, no, yeah. it's something that most of the time you actually need to buy complete lots from the miners. This is how you build a relation mm. uh, with them. And uh, sometimes you get what you get, and sometimes you you need to be supportive and just buy whatever is um wh whatever the mine is producing, with the hopes that yeah. point you will get something fantastic. But um, I guess uh, I guess it's both ways. Sometimes you you know just the stones uh, they come and they tell you, hey, buy me, get me. You can use it. <laughs> <laughs> I call your name, darling. <laughs> yeah, uh, I buy stones all the time. Like every every week, every single week, I have people coming in, into the studio, miners, or I travel, and uh, you never know when you're gonna need something. So I I do have a vast inventory of stones from all over the world, colors, textures, hardness, qualities. Like you never know when you're gonna need it. So. Uh, blessed because I can have like a, the, the whole variety of stones from all over the world in one single place and this is another part of what I call the journey because if you can imagine you have obsidian coming from uh, Russia you have uh, ruby from Tanzania rock crystal from Brazil labradorite from uh, Madagascar and everything is flying around the world it's 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 it has its own journey coming to the studio and then we have the responsibility of transforming all of this and you can have one single piece with stones from all over the world and you have the world there right there and then the art object is um 
I don't know, it, it flies somewhere else, maybe to the States, maybe, uh, I don't know, to an Arab country, maybe to Australia. So um, it, is a, it has its own journey. You can see it from so many different ways. Love that. That's so nice. You know, it's, it's truly a, a global piece, isn't it? When you buy something, because you don't know where you sourced all those stones mm-hmm. from, and you've you've put them all together and created something. I love that. I love that whole idea. It's such a nice concept. Um, can I ask you what is your most prized or sentimental piece you own, and the story behind it? Uh, that we created. Um, okay. Yes. Sure. Um, Probably it was, I just finished university and at that time uh, in our family business, I was mostly in charge of seeing our customers and developing new techniques in the, for stone carving and jewelry. But of course, I was, there was somebody else that uh, was the direct, uh, creative director at the time, but I I had it like I, I really really wanted to to make a statement. So since it was a family business and uh, my my parents were always uh, traveling, um, I waited until I already had a design done, and I waited for them to leave. Um, it was like a month, one month traveling, and uh, I stayed in the in the studio. So uh, what I did is I took all the ruby that we had in the stock, every single piece. I had the design of a chess set. Um, it was a Prince Frog chess set. And this was a, the first mayor um, design, crazy design that, uh, that we created. And uh, at the, by the time that they came back, um, it was too late. So they couldn't say no. It was already quite advanced. We cut all the stones and it was very, very crazy. But it was, uh, I, I guess it was just uh, the way the way it had to be done because I was not allowed to design or um, do anything like that. But then from that, it, it turned out to be really, really fantastic piece. It was, I used a lot of um, tales, like kids' tales. I, 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 I do get to, to go to um, libraries and uh, just see it and, well, of course, buy some, some of these books. It has a lot of um, stories behind and, and I get a lot of inspiration from there. And this is every word. I've noticed the uh, the um, whimsical uh, fairy tale with uh, crowns and princes and frogs and animals, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, that that is one that I've been playing with uh, for the past uh, years, and just recently um, we created this. Um, it is this uh, combination of jewelry, an art object. I uh, we we give it. Um, like a hidden functionality and in this case based on this tale we actually um just change a little bit of the story and um uh, the title of this piece is um, never kissed prince frog and so you you see um the frog which is uh, old he, he grow old and it's more like a dandy looking frog but he has a this melancholy in his in his face. He's sitting on the pond uh, with his top hat and uh, his tux. And um, but you, when when you get close to it, you you have um, um, the uh, a fly on the belly which turns into a ring. And then you have the flowers, the lilies that are um, on the pond that also are rings and uh, and earrings. And um, 
you see the face and you take the the top hat from its head and uh, you find a, a ring with a with a kiss with the lips which uh, is like a reminder of he's always still thinking you know about the kiss so yeah we got a lot of inspiration from from those uh, tales and i think they're really really fantastic but we always like to to tweak them a little bit and uh, and personalize them do you know louis that i'm so glad you brought that up about the the jewelry that masquerades as an object of art because it's it's functional and it's beautiful because i was actually going to ask you the question about your your prince crab that I noticed it's that beautiful crab, like it's like a jewelry box, and you open the crab, and it's got five jewels in, like two necklaces, earrings, pendant, and I just love that, that that your jewelry can sit on your dressing table, and look like a beautiful ornament, and then you open it up, and it actually contains jewelry. It's it's amazing. I love yes, that. Yes, it, it was a concept. I don't. I'm not quite sure if it's new or not. I guess it's hidden functionality jewelry and then mixing them with a with the idea of having a precious object, which is, if you think about it, this is still a jewelry for your home. You can see it like that. Nobody's exactly. Wearable. Exactly, and darling. Then you really need to get into know the piece in order to realize that it has all these hidden jewels inside. And uh, this is a concept that I worked for quite a long time. And this is something that I, I like to do in most of the jewelry that, that we do. And um, I find it just fascinating. I, I, I think, as I, as I said, um, I think in order to create a design, it has, in, to me at least, it requires several, um, it needs to have several things. Of course, it, it, needs, to, it needs to have, a, I guess a, a daring design. It has to be um, very well thought. I, re I really need take a long, long time to, to tr try to create things that haven't been seen, which is quite difficult, of course. We, we can influence everything, you know? Of course. Of course. There are so many incredible designers and artists, and uh, this is uh, there, there's no limit in that sense. But of course, try to create first a daring design, not news, but try to come with something then second is the materials. To me, there is nothing more precious than to use, of course, minerals and gemstones. Having the thought of um, having such a precious material created by nature for, I mean, thousands of years, and you're going to use this, something that is already mm -hmm. something that is art, you know, natural art, and you're going to transform it. So second is the material, of course. And then, of course, you mix it with uh, precious metals. Mm -hmm. Uh, or not. I'm using a lot of browns uh, these days. And um, and the third is the execution. And uh, I think it does need, I mean, at least to me, again, you do need to express yourself, but need to create a statement, need to create something that is on a high level of difficulty to, to create. And these three things combined with the fact that it is handmade, you know, something that apparently does not have life. It is um, the hands of the of the artist, the hand of the jeweler, the hand of the of the gemstone carver that will give a soul to each piece. And this is what we really want to um, make people feel in each of the pieces that, that we make. And uh, this is something that we have been pursuing for for, for many years. And um, 
I guess that the response um, we are getting um, lately really is really rewarding because we really feel we're getting we're getting there, and it's just just fantastic to to have the opportunity to share no? to share this art. It's uh, it's just really rewarding. Yes. Spoken like a true artist, Louis. You put your a piece of yourself into every creation. It's a very personal journey. I love that. It's it's you know gemstone carving is just oh, it's just it, it is a living material, isn't it? And um, you're putting a piece of yourself in there, and now the world's getting to see it, which is great. Um, I just want to touch on uh, um, marine animals, darling. I see they feature quite a bit in your work, and um, I saw you made a chess set of marine animals. Um, it's called the Marine Kingdom chess set with ruby, rock crystal, lapis lazuli, pink opal, obsidian, in 18 karat gold. And it's so pretty because I saw that with those little turtles uh, with little rock crystal legs and crowns and seahorses and crabs and shells and fish. It's so delightful to behold. What makes you think of that, darling? I just, I'd never in my life thought a chess set could be made of marine animals and there you did it and it's so well, beautiful. this idea actually came from my sister she's a yes she's a jewelry ah. designer she studied in either overstein and this is actually a, a combined um uh, design between her and, and, and uh, myself we did it um the, there was the female power darling that's, <laughs> that's probably what drew me to it the, the female absolutely element. absolutely you <laughs> see that that uh Picking the colors, the stones, definitely there's there is this more I guess sensitive um, side um, from her. I was she she was the one that brought the idea, and I I just follow and gave some ideas also. So we sat down and this was a, a project that we created. Um, wow, probably like 15 years ago, I guess maybe, maybe more. Maybe wow, more. and and yes, it was just a fantastic. Um, experience uh, the the marine marine life in general i think it's um i know it's, it, this is something that we we relate a lot uh, in peru uh, we used to have a, 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 a lot of um well you have a, a coast and um, we relate very much into um, everything related to the ocean we very uh, sea or beach um, orientated and um so I guess I guess this idea just came from from there. They say every every design or inspiration um, just comes from our every day life, from the journeys, well, traveling. And uh, if you see, I guess we do have a very I can say sort of eclectic um, um, mood for design and. Um, there is no we're very flexible and very open to different styles and uh, this is mainly I guess because we, we, we were always traveling so uh, we feel that we were influenced by so many different cultures and moments and uh, this is something that we, we mm -hmm. I think we continue to do and uh, always evolving still so yeah um, haven't you noticed, Louis, that um, the more you travel the world, that the more the world is Absolutely. the same? Absolutely. Of course. Of course, nothing beats uh, traveling and, uh, you know, the experience, the feeling, the, 
you know, all to experience all, all your senses in a city. I love to go every time I travel. Is uh, I love to just walk around the city, get a feeling with the people, how they act, how they respond, how they say hi. You know, you just take a coffee or a wine and see people um, walking by, the architecture, the smell of the city, I get the feeling. And absolutely, mm. you're right. Uh, every everything. I mean, I guess because of communications as well, you don't even get to. You don't even need to travel to to yes. actually get to know the world now today. But yeah, nothing beats traveling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm like I love traveling as well, darling. And I'm I'm not sorry I did it when I did and, and had opportunities and I've lived in several countries and things. So it's also been very eclectic and um, I think it shapes your your psyche and, and how you react to people and how you react to situations and your creativity gets um, sparked, you know, by different experiences. I, I think it can be a good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I mean, and, can um, you mind? Yeah. Sure, so we, go we ahead, having... go Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I've forgotten what I wanted to say. <laughs> I had a thought and it left me. <laughs> come back to me we were talking about travel i know yeah. but uh yeah <laughs> so darling um can i ask you about your perfume bottles i saw your perfume bottles and i nearly died because your perfume bottles are literally made of a huge rock crystal and i know uh famous people like kim kardashian she brought out her perfume bottles and all these crystals and minerals and things but it's not real like yours so how do you choose what mineral to use when you well, when you make I, I love to, to to use some um, first of because of the design itself and the crystals and how they bring i try to keep or to be as close as possible as to a natural form of a crystal and in that sense uh basically mostly uh, ah, and also on the translucency so you can see the juice inside um mainly 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 mm -hmm. quartz crystal i mean it's uh, transparent or white then uh, and, and all the varieties which will come smoky quartz amethyst citrine and uh, all related to that plus um they do have a certain vibration um that will add into i mean for people that uh, believe in the uh, energy from the crystals i think it's very um, important so in this case i guess the stones picked themselves to be transformed into perfume bottles not really i i, I only did some tweaks in the, in the stone but it was just like that you see the designs they there's basically natural, yeah. natural raw beauty that, that you yeah. just optimize yeah that's cool because I see you do that with pens as well. Your your crystal pens. Oh, they're beautiful. They're it's like drawing with a big hunk of of amethyst. It's so beautiful and decadent. Do you um get any like special requests or have you made any any custom orders for for clients requesting like yes, pens so, or bottles? Um, after finishing my studies in in, in Paris uh, some years back, um, we developed um uh, a really nice network of um, working with different uh, luxury companies. One of them is uh, Estée Dupont, which is um, a luxury house specialized in uh, writing instruments and uh, cigar accessories. 
and well, I, I am part of the Haute Creation team, which uh, is like high jewelry, let's say, department. Is a high projects where mm -hmm. we design a different collection for pens. So I exclusively um, design for them or everything related to um, to writing instruments. And we do get uh, opportunities to, to design, to personalize uh, things. Uh, it's a really lovely company to work with. They're very, very open mind and um, they will allow me to create my own collections every year, which is really, really nice. Uh, wow, that's and uh, I mean, yeah. they, they do approve some things, but most of the time it's just my, my inspiration. And it's a fantastic, fantastic way to share the art of gemstone carving in another scenario. No, they it's a worldwide scenario very very luxury orientated and uh, it's a really nice platform to share so it will give me opportunities to to fly all over the world to to meet um, the customers to do uh, presentations and uh, it is really really fantastic so yes in order to answer that question we created this uh, crystal pens but if you see there is one that is my favorite um, pen and it's a mix again of this um, hidden functionality. I don't I don't know if you've seen there, there is this design called um, Evolving Beauty and it's um, it's inspired in all the cycle of um, how uh, the butterfly it's uh, becomes a butterfly and uh, you see um, there there are different objects in this piece. You have the butterfly itself that is a brooch then um, you have the cocoon, which is the pen design, and then you have the flowers uh, turning into earrings. And it's really, really whimsical. Um, I guess it's, it has a lot of meaning and it's beautiful, beautiful design related to, to writing instruments. So as you can see, and I said at the beginning, it's, it's an infinite journey. You can apply gemstone uh, carving art every mm -hmm. sense. Like I just moved uh, uh, to a new apartment and I'm trying to build everything. <laughs> I know uh, almost everything is made out of stones, uh, which I like. But uh, uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't feel good. It is fun, darling. I mean, you have such a fun job. I mean, you get to live the dream, make beautiful things, travel the world, and you can create basically anything you want. You, you know, you're your own boss. You're living the life. It's it's fantastic. I love listening to stories like these. I mean, it's wonderful to hear um, how deeply uh, and how connected you are to to the stones and the energy and the inspiration you draw from them. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> uh, darling, I want to. Um, oh, I was sorry, saying yes, yes. I feel blessed. Like every day, and I'm not exaggerating. Every day, seven a.m. Mm. in the morning. I'm in my studio, yeah. all excited. Of course, as in any business, there are challenges. <laughs> okay, not everything is like, wow, okay. But I of do course. live the life like I really, really enjoy. And it's creating all this beauty, being there. I can be there from early, early morning to late at night. It doesn't feel like work at all, ever. No, it's, it's really, really nice. Oh, the passion, darling. That's so nice to hear that that you you know you're living a lovely fulfilled life doing your you know your purpose and that's so beautiful to hear even all those negativities and things nowadays that's lovely thank you for sharing oh, that personal pleasure, experience Anita. with me really, really lovely to, to talk to you 
Nas, darling, I want to bring up something else before we go because I'm South African, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, born in Africa. And my favorite piece from your collection is your African elephants decanter set in ruby, obsidian, mm-hmm. and gold vermeil. Can you tell me how you came about that design? Oh, Are you inspired that? Sorry. So, um, also, may, I don't know, like maybe 10 years back, um, we had this opportunity to be working with the Tanzanian government, uh, integrating, a, we did a social project there, created the Arusha Gemstone Carving Center. So um, this was more of my, my father. Mm-hmm. My father was very into, into mining and consultancy. And this opportunity just came uh, into reality. And uh, it was a way to give back to Tanzania itself because this was such a rich country and it was providing us with the most magnificent magnificent uh, ruby. And this this was a time when we started cutting ruby that we elevated our art. Since ruby is the hardest after diamond, there are just very few people in the world that actually um, like to carve it or can carve it or polish it uh, into creating, I mean, mm-hmm. more ornamental and artistic objects. So we moved uh, a few months uh, uh, to Tanzania, to Arusha, and we had the chance, of course, to meet several safaris. We were very, very uh, fortunate to do that. And it was just a way of, um, I guess, inspiration just came out of prairies. Their stone, the ruby, and uh, their elements. And it just came from there, from that, from that journey, from the travel, from that experience. You know, um, they say, darling, once you've been to Africa, Africa doesn't leave you. It, it stays in your soul. And um, is Africa still in by your soul far, after that by visit? Far. No comparison. It was the most <laughs> moving experience of my life in every sense. In every <gasps> really? sense. No, really? Uh, <laughs> tell me everything. Well, first of all, of course, the... the, the <laughs> Um, gratitude because we were able to give back and then to to get to know this culture to get to know the people to, get to share all our know-how mm-hmm. uh, with them in order to create something different okay that's let's say business-wise orientated but then the experience of the safaris come on what's there's mm-hmm. Yeah, the big five. Yes. Did you see All the big five? <laughs> right next to your uh, to our uh, four wheel drive, it, like we got the chance to see them hunting everything. It was like there's nothing that could compare to be there and watch it with your own eyes and feel all of that. It, it it happened 10, 15 years ago, and it feels like it was yesterday. You know the emotion when you when you go into your brain and, yes. and get all these. Um, memories and, and you get the chills again so um yes yes of course it, i think by far the most moving experience of, of my life by far oh i love hearing that you know because africa is just different you know if the soil mm-hmm. smells different the air the vibe the people the food and uh, you can't replicate it actually anywhere else on earth you know, like we travel in Europe and things, and it's basically the same, you know, but you go to Africa and uh, you can't replicate that anywhere in the world. I think that magnificence and the beauty of the savannah 
uh, the grace and the dignity of the wildlife. Um, it's just, yeah, I'm so glad you got to experience um, it, it a was, piece of Africa. Like waking up every day, we had we were in a hotel that was in the in the top of the of the border of this um, extinct uh, volcano, the Gorongoro, and seeing the the valley that what grew there with mm-hmm. the animals, uh, as you said, the sunrise. Well, there's, there's, I, I guess there's very few things in the world I can compare to that. If oh yes, darling, the African sunset. <laughs> and did you experience an African thunderstorm? We did. We were quite, quite lucky with the, um, with the weather. So it, it, it's good. Oh, now that that is something to behold, darling. It's just as magnificent as as the sunrise is is a thunderstorm. Out on the plains of Africa, it's it's got like tremendous thunder and lightning, very powerful. Like everything in Africa is, is very powerful, and it, that lightning, it feels like it's gonna hit your soul when it comes down to the ground. So, um, but um, no, I'm glad you you had the experience to, to see Africa because uh, I think more people should go out there and see what how the other half live. Absolutely, <laughs> I wish I could go back soon. Hopefully, this. Um, yes. Oh, you will, darling. Yes, you you travel mean, so I, much. I hope the, the world uh, gets fixed uh, soon and we were able to. Hmm? Oh, don't even go there. The, uh, the pandemic, isn't it? I don't know when. I don't know when we're going to normalize. Do you, I mean, are you guys still in lockdown? We, we are just lifting um, cautiously, optimistically lifting our lockdown now this month after we've been closed since January. So I think the lockdown fatigue is, is running yes, rough at absolutely. the moment well, we, the world. we are living sort of a re- normal life. We have a curfew at 9 uh, p.m. every 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 day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, we have four days right now. We're, we're in lockdown because of, we're, we're holidays. So government doesn't want us to, to be moving or traveling. So we're staying home and uh, trying to be a little bit responsible. So, um, yeah, but I think I think it's mm. okay-ish. It's okay. Yeah, we you know we're sort of used to it now, darling. We've been pandemicing for a year, so almost almost new normal. We don't <laughs> want it to be the new normal, but <laughs> just trying to be safe and, and look after ourselves. And you know, so darling, before you go, I have to ask you one question. I was on your mm-hmm. stories yesterday on Instagram, and I saw you posted a video of a table with lots and lots of pretty little things and stones and animals and I saw a peacock. Well, is that your new project? It is, it is, is a carousel. It, uh, uh, it is a carousel. Uh? It has all the moving parts <laughs> and uh, just uh, teasing people with uh, some videos and showing parts and not showing the actual piece. So we're going to assemble it uh, next week. Uh, it's done already. Uh, so we're just in the process. We designed it for for wow. a customer. It, it's, it's a commission uh, piece, and uh, it's very exciting. It's always like, you know, it has all these, you know, uh, designing a carousel brings uh, a lot of memories, childhood memories. It's it's fun. Yeah. Uh, so we we do love um we we've made a few um carousels in the past. This is I guess the most um, colorful with it. It's a mix of of several stones, and but it's very classic, very classic um uh, carousel. So yes, yeah, I will share as soon as it's done. We'll take some photos and videos, and uh, we're super glad to show. Oh yes, I can't wait to see that, darling. Now, I know you're coming from an engineering background with your technical brain, 
um, like you're making the carousel now, is that actually going to be like a functioning carousel no. or is it just like a Of statue, course, it has, it has you know, a mechanism. Like a static. Uh, which we had a lot of fun also designing and mm-hmm. building up. Uh, it, has a, it does have an electric motor, um, uh, which has a high torque. And then um, the system is not that complicated. And then uh, just a couple of pulleys to um, calculate uh, uh, how fast it will turn around to make uh, something harmonic with, uh, with the music. So uh, we use also very classic... Uh, uh, carousel music um, and uh, it needs to it's a carousel it needs to be a functional oh of course darling it must have music yeah. and everything it must be happy <laughs> but I, I've noticed with your um, your Parisian influences uh, very ornate and very baroque very decorative and I, I love that that you know it's it's, it's like jewellery but a statue but it's like jewelry but it's uh, oh i can't even describe it but yeah um i can definitely see that the parisian uh, influences you know like like the old masters um with the with the musical boxes of of the kings and the queens and things does that inspire you as well the old masters absolutely well but one of one of my daily well it used to be but right now i cannot go out so much but what i used to do um every time i traveled uh, not only museums, of course, and then visit uh, maybe uh, artist uh, workshops, but the, the thing that I enjoy the most, where I get a lot of inspiration, is going to flea markets and antique places. In Peru, every, every Saturday I go and visit oh, different uh, flea markets and antique places. I just think people in the past, they were so incredibly creative. I don't know where they got all these ideas. Plus, they mm. didn't have the the know-how that we have, the machines and everything. Everything is like so well-crafted, very, very... They were geniuses. They were geniuses. So I get a lot of inspiration from there. If you think about, you know, the tools and things they had at their disposal and what we have, it's it's incredible. If I, I mean, I was watching a program on TV the other day about one of the the Saxon hoard jewelry, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the items they found yeah in england and the craftsmanship was amazing and um they actually took a photo of of this this belt buckle they found and they took it to gerard in london and took it to the head guy that Mm -hmm. runs gerard who makes jewelry for the queen and he said that they would actually take the same well practically the same amount of time and effort Mm -hmm. to reproduce that item today because you use the tools that that you don't actually use new tools the tools are very similar So that's what you're doing as well, darling, the ancient... Because, I mean, how many ways can exactly. you carve a stone? And this and is, how many I'm, I'm glad that you said that because what we're trying to do... Yes, we make some technology. I have a 3D department and I love it. It's very helpful. But at the end of the day, everything is done mm-hmm. by hand. And this is one, one of the things that we, we need to... It's our responsibilities. Yeah. Keeping up... I mean, keeping this art alive and keeping these ancient techniques alive. You know, there yes. is a lot of technology, yes, for cutting gems. I mean, you've seen there's a lot of CNC cutting and uh, there is almost no uh, man uh, taking part of the cutting process. But in gemstone carving, in our studio, we do. We do keep it. We do keep this hard. And then 
the the challenge the main challenge is to make people understand that this is something this is an ancient art that we're keeping mm. it most of it old school and that people need to have patience because we're living we're living in a world that we want yes. everything for now we want we want it right now we see that no you need to take some time you need to take some time you need to, to understand you need to appreciate and uh, this is one of actually the biggest challenges people don't really understand what's going on they think it's molded or painted and it's not like that and this is why we love to um, i mean uh, make up a lot of videos and, and share and so people can really understand what's behind uh, all these people exactly the, the culture of instant gratification uh, that everybody has now they don't realize that it takes time to craft something artistic and um and I, actually this is why i do my podcast because now i have you on here and you're telling the world how things work and so we're all learning and if someone listens to this now and they pick up a, a carved ornament or a gemstone then they'll realize but wait there's a story behind this there's a procedure there's a process absolutely it doesn't absolutely. just happen that's the way it is and this is this it has become more of a responsibility into sharing the art and the, mm -hmm. um, just educating people is a it, it's um it's one of the the things I've enjoyed the most and uh, we care about it. Love that, darling. Yes, it's just all about knowledge, and you know, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, Absolutely. you don't need to yes, reinvent the I wheel. <laughs> Well, Lily, I've asked you all my questions. I don't know if you want to add something or ask me a question, but um, I'll be doing some posts on Instagram soon, and then um, I can let follow our followers see your work and hopefully get some Thank exposure you so much, for your Janita. wonderful creations. It's, uh, it's, it's been a really, really a pleasure. Uh, I believe I shared uh, quite a bit. I'm very, very happy that you gave me all this time to to express myself. It, it felt really nice. Uh, so hopefully we'll do it some other time too, maybe. Well, anytime, darling, my party is always open to you. Um, my party is actually um, by invitation only. I only invite jewelers that uh, that speak to me in my heart. And uh, that, that's I think that's what keeps me uh, different from the rest of the influencers on Instagram because they will monetize their things and I, I choose jewelers that, that I think are wonderful and admire and respect and you know so you're welcome anytime darling and it's been such a pleasure to have you here and thank you for sharing your, your personal journey and your thoughts with us it's hey, been so lovely mine, to chat uh, to you Janita, thank you so much and uh, it's really lovely to to get to know someone has a <laughs> very similar uh, passion and uh, we can talk and as, as we have with I mean it looks like we know each other for, for some like years I don't know it just feel like so familiar and it feels really comfortable so thank you so much for, for <laughs> oh that's good I'm glad that's the last thing I want to do is make you feel uncomfortable um it's it's all about it's your time and um it's your space to express yourself and um yeah that, that's it that's that's all we're doing darling is telling stories yes about beautiful nice. jewelry <laughs> okay darling i'm going to sign off now 
and uh, you must enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe and send me those videos please okay, of the progress too. in the care. carousel okay bye bye <gasps>